You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. Jaren Hare Stadium time or the Plainsman Park Stadium time tonight is 842. Uh, my name is Ryan Starrett at Ryan S. Starrett on Twitter. I'm hosting the night because uh, there's a lot of snow in Texas. Everywhere in Texas. Is that what the S stands for? Yes, stands for snow, even though we don't get any. I mean, even even in Texas, snow is bigger in Texas. <laughs> Have fun, Crow. Uh, to one side of me, through the magic of Skype, as always, with the Fort Payne ASMR, AU Chief. How's it going, Chief? Charge on. <laughs> I'm not sure what the reference is for that. I do. On the other side, the guy who knows the reference, the guy who's going to tell us about Auburn baseball, uh, Drew Mack. How's it going, Drew? Technically, since we have Sir Gus Malzahn now, I feel like I should inform you that, uh, because he has been knighted, that uh, for my birthday this year, I became a lord. So it's actually Lord Drew McCracken. Oh, I'm okay. My Scottish heritage. So. Technically, Gus, I'm still on top of you. <laughs> it's still there, and you're here. Sorry, bud. <laughs> well, he's going into that pressure cooker of a job. I mean, I'm, I'm just not sure how he's going to be able to handle it, honestly. I don't know how he's going to be able to handle it, because you know that you, you're going to a city where you're now second fiddle to Lee Corso. Oh. And, well, and a strip club. Um uh, Hashtag Disney facts. Um, but no, I don't I don't know if he knows what he's done, uh, because I don't know about you guys, but Saturdays um, are not complete until you hit up Golden Knight bunker isms. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know about you. I don't go to bed until I hit those up uh, and make sure I, I know exactly what's going on with the Knights. Yeah, that's a it's an interesting uh, interesting place to go coach football. That is for sure. Um, if if this had happened a year from now, I think we would all be saying, "Oh, this is great!" You know, Gus is going to do awesome there. He got a year off. He's recharged. He's you know he's going to go just tear up the AAC. My only hesitation is I'm a little worried. This is kind of like a Kevin Sumlin thing where he left A and M and by all accounts, probably should have taken a year off and then took the Arizona job. Yeah. uh, Now, the UCF job is a better job than Arizona. I mean, there's no question about that. Historically Uh, and (laughs) currently, yes. Yes. I'm just worried that he might might be burnt out. I don't know. I don't know him personally. That's not for me to say. I don't don't know about you guys, but watching him get off the plane, (sighs) I, I don't know what's happened in that time that um, that he's gotten the cash out 
from offering the 10.5 <laughs> or 10.2 or whatever it is, the 10 plus. Bro got lightened up here on the hair. I don't know. I'm I'm going back <laughs> through because I'm a nerd and I've got a lot of video. I just went back and I'm I'm matching up the audio for the Auburn Network hashtag mm. Auburn Network um, broadcast to the football broadcast. So I'm looking at Gus back at you know two months ago now, which is crazy to think that football Auburn last played a football game really two months ago. Another <laughs> football game, but mm, yeah. and. That bro got the Orlando highlights. <laughs> I promise you. Go back and watch him getting knighted from Sir Knight. I think that's his real name. Um, and when he hands over the sword, bro's got enlightened. Bro's Gus, the, the bus bus stopped by uh, the nail and hair salon place before, well, he, before he landed. Maybe he's just taking a... Uh... Taking a a page out of Bruce's uh, playbook and just uh, not dying it anymore. Going, maybe, maybe. Can Gus grow out the Bruce beard? You think? Yes. I don't know. Teddy <laughs> Harson can't do it. it. That that face <laughs> that face does not need any hair. That, that's too pretty <laughs> to do any facial hair. Or maybe he's like me and can't grow one. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was very weird watching that video of him getting off the plane for me. It was it was uh, surreal. Gold doesn't suit him. Well, it it was just man, this guy. He was just our coach, and now he's like stepping off the plane, happy, ready to go. And and to be fair, he's had two months off. Probably the longest amount of time he's had off in his life since he was probably in high school. He had a $10 million check deposited in his bank account. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, and it's just sitting there in that bank account. I'm sure. Uh, uh you know, there's, I'm sure there's a couple greens fees in there. Uh, it's true. Uh, well, he also, uh, depends on uh, when they paid him. Did they pay him after January 1st or before? Cause, uh, half of it may have already gone to the government if it was before. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's a really good call. Uh, but no, it, it the surreal moment for me was when they did the superimposed like visor with UCF on it. Oh black. yeah, that's where I went. Wow, this is man. Oh, this is weird. I I actually think he's going to do well down there. I think that that's a perfect setup for him um, in the AAC uh, because I mean. Yeah, you've got Houston. Yeah, you've got Tulsa, who's also really good. Cincinnati with Luke Fickle, uh, even though they couldn't pull it off against Georgia, uh, which I'm still a little bit bitter about. Um, but I, I think as long as he, as long as Gus learns his lesson uh, that was taught to him at Auburn about recruiting on the offensive side of the ball and finding somebody who can take care of the defense, because that was his real big thing. Up until he found Will Muschamp and Kevin Steele, because that was that was the fault of Auburn in 2013 and 14. Um, mm-hmm. Leaky defense. Yeah, yeah, very, very, uh, very Swiss cheese def- uh, French defense of him. Um, well, hopefully now he can just recruit every you know upper three star, low four star athlete out of South Florida, mm-hmm. and just put him wherever he wants on the roster and just make the whole plane out of Eli stove. Yeah. And, and I think that's going to be the plan. 
I, I, I really do. Um, so wish him well. And I, I think that I think it's going to be it'll be a fun experiment to watch for sure on Saturdays. It's going to be frustrating because you've already seen the comments of, oh, well, it's he's got to win 10 games. It was kind of like the uh, when Houston fired Major Applewhite. It's like, oh, we, we expect to win 10 games at Houston. UCF expects to win 10 games. God, yeah, had a couple of years. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, no, and, and don't get me wrong. The level of competition is going to be such where he only really needs to win two games. Really? I mean, you're going to be able to take care of most of your business. Like, USF isn't going to give you any trouble. Uh, they're still about two or three years away. Yeah, and if uh, I remember correctly, Cincinnati and Memphis are in the other division. I believe so. Yeah. I believe that's correct. So, um, I'm not so, sure how AAC. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how their cross division works. But. I mean, this the AAC is probably the best non Power Five conference, right? Definitely, yeah, they were they were closer to the Pac-12 last year than they were the Mountain West. Okay. Yes. So the Mountain West and the Mountain West is like sad, sad. Yeah. Except for Boy- Boise, uh, as we've learned to all say it. Um, uh, that, that's going to be his first game next year, too. Oh, yeah. That's Boise right. State. Oh, yeah. man. I'm not sure where that's at. I'll have to check. But it's a, it'll tie a nice little bow on the uh, Auburn Boise connection. Yeah. Yeah, it will. Wow. I didn't even realize that. All right, so I did have one trivia question for you guys, and it's kind of obscure, but I figure if anybody's going to get it, Drew, it's going to be you. Of all former Auburn coaches, who is the most recent one to win 10 games at a different school in D1? So you have to walk this back because not a whole lot of Auburn coaches have gone on. Uh, to coach another school in the D1 vision. Um, Tommy Tuberville would be one, uh, but he didn't do it at Texas Tech nor Cincinnati. Um, you could say Terry Bowden, um, but I don't think he won 10 games at Akron. Um, coach Dye didn't coach anywhere afterwards. Dean Chiswick didn't coach anywhere afterwards. Um, Shug didn't coach anywhere. Doug Barfield didn't coach anywhere after. So you're going to have to go back to, I believe, the 1921 season uh, or the 20-ish season uh, when a man by the name of Michael Donahue uh, left the loveliest village and went to coach at LSU and was a dominant head coach in the 20s and early 30s uh, in the SEC. Uh, actually a Hall of Fame member. So I'm going to go Mike Donahue. So I'm checking now to see if he did win 10 games at LSU. I would kind of assume that he did, unless it was just they didn't play a 10-game season. Yeah. Um, But you went too far because there was one more recent than that. That, uh, If I tell you the name, I'm curious if you can get the school. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Jack Meager. He just said it. Did no, it? I was about to say, I was that Jack Meager? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So Jack, after he left Auburn, he was technically forced to leave Auburn by Hitler, um, <laughs> having this World War thing go on. Uh, Jack was actually the head coach of the 42 team that totally rearranged the offense against number one Georgia, Frank Sinkowich, 
uh, and beat number one Georgia, cost them a national championship. So, yeah, take that, Georgia. Um, and actually, one of the very first Auburn football videos that I have in my collection is actually that Georgia game. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it's impressive. I, I love that video. I have to check that out. Yeah, no, it's there's no sound to it, just black and white. But Auburn completely rearranged their offense. Took, I think in one week, uh, went from uh, uh, I can't remember the offensive styles back then, but uh, went through. Now he Jack went from Auburn. I'm gonna go. Did he coach at Rice? He was at Rice before Auburn. Before Auburn. So I know he went into a professional career before he finally got out. Um, he coached some team in my in South Florida or something like that. I so in not- uh, in 1944, Jack Meager went ten and one with Iowa Preflight. Oh, uh. <laughs> 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 is obscure. And and I do know that they're they're counted as like a D one program, not some small, yeah, pre um, modern era. Right, D1. but they finished number six in the AP poll. Yes, they did. So that's why which I'm is, counting them, which is the only reason why they are considered a D one program. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know who's see. on their schedule. Like I looked for it and I didn't see it anywhere. And you were right. He coached the Miami Seahawks. Yes, I did know that. It was a, it was that league was dreamed up to be something to rival the NF, the NFL, the AFL kind of all American football conference. Yep, there it is. I, I did actually just find their schedule. So Iowa preflight in okay. uh, 1944 lost their first game to Michigan seven to twelve. Okay, but then went on a ten game win streak, beating Minnesota, Olaf Navy. Second Air Force, Purdue, Fort <laughs> Warren, Fort Warren, Marquette, Tulsa, Bunker Hill Navy, Mizzou, and Iowa. So I mean, that's, uh, that's some names on there. There's a lot of cupcakes on there. And hey, number seven, Purdue. Oh, they wouldn't have beaten an SEC schedule that year. Would have gone ten and one in an SEC. No. <laughs> I wonder if uh, if they had so much success because. Uh, a lot of the athletes from some of the other schools were in the military, like had gone to join the military. So it's, it's why uh, Auburn has a losing record all time to Georgia pre-flight. You can, that, that is a thing. Uh, And Fort Benning, I believe. Um, Wow. Because of world war one. Yes. It's it's crazy to think that the, the, these bases had their own, uh, all yeah. football teams. Yeah. No, it, it, and it stems from um, when you go back and look at, at the history, it goes back to the Doc Blanchard, the X and Y the teams of, of early 1930s and 1940s foot, uh, college football, where, um, I mean, go back and look at how good Georgia Tech was after Heisman left uh, Clemson and went to Atlanta. Um, the reason why they were able to beat, uh, 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 I can't remember the name of the school now, uh, but the, the largest margin of victory, the 222 to Cumberland, thank you, um, is because Georgia Tech 
was the Southern Engineering School. So all the Army Corps of Engineers were sent to Atlanta mm-hmm. uh, to learn, uh, to, to get educated before World War One or during World War One. Um, so they were able to draft and send whomever they wanted to. It's, I mean, it's fascinating to go back and read and learn about that kind of, about that era or the draft eras of football. Um, and if it were instituted again, if the draft were instituted again, I guarantee you that army, Navy, air force, and a lot of the engineering schools would become the major powers in college football. Once again, maybe we'll get a space force football team. Yeah, there you go. Well, I wonder. I wonder with with those like Fort Benning, did they just say, "Okay, these you were in college before you you came here, so you're this is our college football team." Is that how they? That's basically what it was. And and back then you could do that. Well, Uh, I I guess was it was it ROTC people uh, that would have been playing on those teams, or was it just regular dudes? Uh, no, it was regular drafted players that were playing at college football okay. and another school. Uh, and the government was able to say, well, I mean, they're athletes, so. Yeah. And I, I'm sure they, they weren't being paid, right? Oh, gosh, no. No. Yeah. no. Room <laughs> okay. board. Just making sure. Mm-hmm. Room <laughs> board. Food. All right. Well, let's jump into the uh, the main reason we brought you here, Drew. Uh, let's talk some baseball. Other than my so, passion. Uh, it's opening week. Yes, it is. No, this is, um, you know, I'm, I'm up here in Nashville, home of the uh, last College World Series champions, uh, the Vanderbilt Commodores. And I look outside and there's a good inch of ice everywhere. <laughs> uh, gets me right in the baseball mood. Um, thinking of sitting outside when it's, uh, let me look, just to be on the safe side. It's a whole 21 degrees outside. Um, so, so yes, um, but no, this is, this season of college baseball is one I never thought I would see just from a point of how much talent, uh, this Auburn baseball team has. And now that being said, everybody else has that much talent, um, and if not more. Uh, but no, this this baseball team is absolutely stacked. Butch Thompson, Tim Hudson, Carl Nunnemaker have done a fantastic job of building this roster. Um, and and by all projections, everybody's everybody says that we're going to play a full season. So knock on wood that everybody stays away, wears their mask, and does everything right. Uh, but but no, this is this is going to be an awesome awesome team and an awesome awesome season yeah this is huge because baseball was kind of the first sport that had most of their season shut out Mm -hmm. Uh, you know football played the whole year uh basketball got their whole regular season in and then had the tournament canceled but baseball was really just getting going last year when everything shut down Mm -hmm. um so we're we're really kind of anxious to see these guys play again you know there were, there were some uh, bumps, if I remember, last season. Kind of just some guys, you know, weren't totally healthy. And then, yep. um, you know, uh, high expectations coming off College World Series run. But uh, what are we looking at this year? I mean, are we are we looking at, you know, another shot to go to Omaha? Or what do we got? So 
when, when that's sort of the way that I, I look at, I start out with things because you're absolutely right. Last year, Auburn uh, pushed it out to a point of um, they, they finished the season, if you will, 13 and five uh, coming off of a midweeks uh, being swept by Georgia Tech and Wofford. Um, and then also had a UCF, a sweep from UCF at home, which was uh, not nominal. Um, earlier, it's always in, UCF. It's always UCF. <laughs> we always go back to the Knights. Um, but that said, um, Auburn didn't lose really that much. Um, I mean, I, I say that tongue, tongue in cheek. Uh, the major league draft was only five rounds this past year. Only one Auburn player was drafted. That was Tanner Burns, who was a first round pick uh, to the Cleveland baseball team oh if they uh they just they're, they're pulling i think they're going to remain the indians but pulling away from the chief wahoo ah, okay uh, there we go just so, lean into the cleveland wild things yeah and i believe Perfect. actually now that i say that i believe they are changing the name uh because i want them to be the cleveland spiders which was an old baseball team name from way back then for them uh plus the hat would just be amazing so <laughs> uh but uh and then Connor Davis, <coughs> excuse me, um, transferred out. Uh, he's at Arizona State now, but actually tore his ACL uh, during preseason workouts. So uh, just another rough go of it for Connor. Uh, wish him nothing but the best uh, because he was a absolute leader uh, and stud on that College World Series team. Actually, Ward mm-hmm. Auburn's last run against Louisville out in Omaha, uh, but. Everything else is intact. Um, you st- you're still going to get Richard Fitz. You're still going to get Cody Greenhill. You're still going to get Jack Owen at some point. Uh, he's got a dislocated finger, um, so he's going to be a couple of weeks. Um, but I think that's absolutely perfect um, because um, if you get him back after, let's say, Round Rock, which is the second weekend of the, of the season, that gives him two whole starts against uh, Little Rock and against Xavier. Um, Xavier's the better opponent, but uh, it gives him two starts to kind of warm up and get ready for SEC play, which is two weeks later. Um, but every, uh, pretty much the entire rest of the team is still here. You're going to remember names um, like Brooks Fuller, uh, Hayden Mullins, who I think next year is probably a weekend starter. Um, you're going to see Mason Barnett really step up and make a role for himself these first two weeks for sure. Um, who was a right-handed sophomore. We saw him a little bit last year uh, as a freshman, but I think he's going to move into that closer role, although that's sort of up in the air. You just sort of feel that out until you're ready uh, to pull the trigger. But um, on the whole, uh, you know the entire outfield already before I even say it, when it's going to be Judd Ward, it's going to be Casey Howell, it's going to be Stephen Williams. Um, all those guys return, which is insane. Yeah, that's uh, wild. Which we get them again for another year. Uh, the left side of the infield is going to be Ryan Bliss and Rankin Wally, uh, which again is insane because we weren't supposed <laughs> to see Rankin Wally out there. Um, and then we've got a bunch, a couple of new faces, faces sprinkled in. I'm really excited um, to see how these guys mesh in Bryson Ware, Cole Foster. 
You remember Nate LaRue's name sort of from last season? Um, he's probably going to be the uh, catcher with Ryan Dial, who's coming off of uh, Tommy John surgery. So, I mean, just a ton of, ton of, ton of talent coming back on the ball, on the diamond for Butch Thompson. I want to go back to the pitchers. Um, Cody Greenhill was, you know, an awesome closer two years ago. Um, did, did he start at all last year or was he still in the bullpen? For the most part, I think he may may have started one game here or there. Okay. Uh, but, no, on the whole, this will be Cody's first time really going out as a full-time starter. Yeah. Um, he, in his history, he hasn't really gone more than about two or three innings uh, just because he would go out there and just throw fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Do we think Butch will go back uh... – kind of the way he used to coach the pitchers at Mississippi State and have more bullpen games. Uh, even so, Greenhill goes two or three innings, you know, maybe I mean, a little we, longer. We've done a little bit of that. Um, in the uh, past, Auburn has on Sundays, especially yes. yeah, the, Sundays, yeah. um, especially when uh, Brooks, about two years ago, when Brooks Fuller was mm-hmm. a freshman, uh, that was sort of the plan on Sunday just because Auburn didn't have a third guy. Uh, I I don't think that's the hope. I think the hope hope is that Cody can give him six and Richard Richard Fitz can go seven. Jack Owen can go six or seven. And then we just let the bullpen do the rest of the work, which don't get me wrong. Auburn's got plenty of bullpen arms. Um, If, if the need arises for a bullpen day, um, I've actually heard a lot of good things. I know that you guys love uh, Peyton Glavin. Um, I've heard some really good things about Peyton uh, coming off of uh, summer ball or what, what you know, as much summer ball as you could have. Um, but, you know, uh, Blake Burkhalter is another name that I, I would uh, work up on. And then uh, I was talking to uh, Plainsman Parking Lot the other day and I asked him if he had seen Joseph Gonzalez, who is is the big star of this last coming in. Uh, Gonzalez was a 2019 Under Armour All-American out of Puerto Rico, has a really nasty slider and a slurve uh, that, oh. yeah, that is going to be dirty in college baseball. Um, but nobody has seen him pitch yet just because you can't get out there and watch him. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited to see if he gets any action. I don't know if if they're going to try to redshirt him because again, he's from Puerto Rico, speaks little to no English, but he's doing the best he can, trying to learn as much as he can as quickly as he can. So I don't know if Auburn's going to try to redshirt him this season or not. But so we've got a regular Tua to Tua situation on our hands. We do, we do, uh, yeah. Because learning a whole new language. Yeah, just learning a whole new language. It's it's a big deal. Um, I will say, I, you know, I, I think that's where having somebody like Tim Hudson, not saying that he came from another country or another uh, culture or anything, obviously, but well, Phoenix. He City worked is, with so uh, many guys throughout the years. He he knows what that transition's like. Um, so hopefully yeah. he can he can help with that. Yeah, no, Phoenix, Phoenix right. City is. 
<laughs> sort of a. It's another it's another country. You're right. Yeah. It's the world. It. I mean, if you stayed at the Colonial Inn one night, <laughs> <laughs> you know what's going on. Um, but um, I know I've been bringing up a lot of new names. Auburn does oh, in the bullpen. Auburn does have a a leadership position uh, that's been shored up. Carson Skipper uh, is back out in the bullpen. And I think that he is a guy that can give you a good solid inning or two uh, to be sure. And plus, he's been through the wars. He knows what to expect um, uh, going out there. But, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see Peyton Glavin getting the shot. Um, I know that he's been working. He's, he's gone a couple of different places uh, to, to work on his, on his mix. And I, I'm excited to see him try to get out there. So let's go to the lineup. Um, the The first thing that sticks out to me, and I'm, I'm looking at your baseball primer on the site right now at College of Magnolia, I see a lot of freshmen. Um, you know, and I'm. Did you do this? Uh, is like guys that were freshmen last year? Are they redshirt freshmen or? Uh, I did not put redshirt or freshman. Okay. Because that's Auburn had them listed as freshmen. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking at Nate Larue. Uh, Ryan Dial, Bryson Ware, Cole Foster, and uh, yeah. a second-year freshman. Ryan Dial would be a red shirt because he's just coming off of Tommy John. Bryson Ware and Cole Foster are straight out of high school. Um, okay. And then Ryan Bless is somehow a third or fourth-year sophomore. I was about to say, he's, uh, he's doing the Eli Stove uh, yes. path where it seems like he's been here for five years already. It, it feels like he is. It, it's weird to say that a sophomore, and I believe he's technically a true sophomore, um, since he didn't, since we only played, what, 18 games last year? God, I can't even believe we, it's wild to me that we even played 18. I, we got 18 in. Uh, we were literally the week before, and I remember, um, because my wife and I were coming back from a wedding, um, I was so fired up at the wedding the wedding timed out because SEC play started that next weekend. And I was so excited for SEC play. Um, and then the rug got jerked out from under us. So literally we got all the non-conference done and we're about to start conference play. Yeah. That, that rings a bell now. Yeah. Man. yeah. But so technically uh, Ryan Dial has been, Nate LaRue and Ryan Dow have both been on campus. And also, don't be surprised if Stephen Williams spells at catcher sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Williams, actually, out of high school, was top, I the top in Georgia catcher uh, out of Albany, Georgia. Uh, best over I believe. But, um, but no, Ryan Dow um, is not new to campus. Neither is Nate LaRue, uh, but Bryson Ware and Cole Foster are. So that's, if there's a question mark on Auburn's baseball team, it's, it's right there. Um, how does the right side of the infield gel together? Um, there are also other people that could slide into that second base role. Uh, uh, Garrett Farquhar uh, could be at second base as well in case of a pitch. And also John Samuel Schenker uh, can play first base as well. He's been doing football things. I don't know if you guys know. <laughs> uh, but he, he does football things as well. 
Um, so he's got to get a little bit of work in before he's ready to go on the baseball diamond again. Uh, because as we said before, just two months ago, uh, football things were happening. Uh, but, um, but no, there, there's plenty of other, uh, plenty of other pieces that could slide in, but that's, that's the part that I'm going to be watching, um, as, as things unfold, especially, uh, with this first game. Uh, coming up on Friday against uh, Presbyterian. Awesome. So, are there any guys on the uh, on the roster that we're looking at as like all conference level? Um, I, I feel like Ryan Bliss was talked about that at some point. Yeah. Um, but... If if I had a vote, or if if I could nominate, uh, I don't think you're going to find a better right fielder or left fielder defense and baseball's a weird sport because you have to be an all-conference player i feel like you have to do one or the other um, so a defense uh, on the defensive side judd ward's a an all sec player in my opinion on defense as well as ryan bliss um the pitching staff don't be shocked at the end of the season if Richard Fitz, it, once the draft hits, don't be surprised if Richard Fitz is in the top five round pick. Just just go on ahead and get that in your head because the guy, he's going to be your Friday night starter. Um, the mo- I, I was almost sure that it was going to be Cody Greenhill to start on Fridays. And the more I talk to people, the more I read, the more I look at video, it's going to be Fitz. I mean, he's your guy. Um, I like to go right, left, right. Um, but I don't feel like there's any way you can have Cody Greenhill on Sunday. It's just not fair, and you're going to get somebody killed because uh, <laughs> Cody's going to just load up and, and bring it, um, especially if it's like a, a tied series on Sunday. Yeah, he's just going to start throwing BBs at people um, and, and scaring people's moms. Uh, but... Um, but no, Richard Fitz, I think at the end of the season will be all conference. Uh, he'll be one of the top three starters, I think. And that's, that's saying a lot because Florida's loaded. LSU's loaded. Ole Miss is really loaded. Um, that's I mean, kind of, uh, been a, a common theme going into the season is that the SEC is yeah, as, as good as we want to say they are in football, maybe not uh, this past year. Baseball is a whole nother animal. I mean, we're talking about Auburn mm-hmm. being a borderline top 25 team and they're projected sixth in the division. That's so you're, I can remember coming on with you guys either the first year or, you know, my first year here or the first year that, that we started watching Auburn after they made it to the championship Sunday in Tallahassee. Um, and I remember saying SEC baseball is the toughest sport on the planet, period. Uh, there's there's no league division. I'll put, I'll put all 14 teams in the SEC up against any other sport on the planet um, because it's so tough to win. Um, what, and, what is it that brings all the talent to the SEC? Uh, is it the scholarship? deals that some of the yes. other schools can do okay yes it's uh and i i, I 
can't remember if I've gotten up on my soapbox about this, but I took my dad two years ago to the Mississippi State series, which ended up being a really good pick on my call um, <laughs> because they played in Omaha. Um, but uh, when we were coming back after Auburn lost a barn burner on Sunday, um, I was telling my, I was trying to explain to my dad why it's almost unfair. Um, and I hear rumblings that that might be changing soon. I pray that it is uh, in Alabama. But Auburn and Alabama should get two wins for every win that they get over all the other SEC schools because schools like Tennessee, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Florida, um, Georgia, you know, name all the other 12 out of uh, name every other SEC school outside of Alabama has a lottery. Um, so they can use that lottery money, that scholarship money um, to get deals for their players. Um, if they're in state, if you're an in-state guy, you're already paid for. Now you can just go and play for us for mm -hmm. free. Now I can give a full scholarship to a guy um, in another state because baseball's only allowed. Think about this. I think you have to have a 35, 30, 38, some odd man roster. Out of that, you only have 11.7 scholarships. That's it. That's all you can have. That's crazy. So Auburn's dealing with 11.7. However, if Georgia goes and fills the roster with 20 guys from the state of Georgia who have an eight, you know, having a 3.5 average out of high school and keeps that through college, that's 20 guys they don't have to worry about. Mm -hmm. So now they have 15 guys that they need to worry about with 11.7 scholarships. Man. So, uh, so no, the things that Coach Bo and uh, Coach Bahannon over in Tuscaloosa and uh, the things that Butch have done at Auburn, because here's the thing, I think out of the SEC West, I think six teams can host regionals. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> so the only insane. one, and I think they're going to be a two seed going like to West Virginia or somewhere like that. There's, there's 16 like, regionals, right? There are 16 regionals. I six out of 16? Six. In one division? No. Oh. I think so. I think it can happen. Um, I don't think the NCAA will do that because then you also have to have Florida. You also have to have probably Georgia. Um, While we're there, why has Georgia historically not been great at baseball? We've, we just talked about you know, Hope and all these in-state guys. It should be easy for them to, to bring in. And, you know, the Atlanta area is pop, possibly the biggest hub in the country for baseball right now. Mainly, it's Why can't George take advantage of that? It, mainly it's been their coaching. Dave Perno uh, was a good coach for a year, but he just, for whatever reason, just didn't – he could not hold talent in Atlanta. Uh, oh. He could he couldn't put up that fence post. So sounds sounds familiar with the yeah. basketball program as well. Exactly. Huh. No, it, it's literally the exact problem. <laughs> the same problem. Uh, Vanderbilt was able to go in and get guys. Um, I know Florida went in and poached. Um, Tennessee back in the day was poaching. Uh, back when Dave Serrano was there, uh, out of the Atlanta area, and now Auburn is doing it. 
however, Scott Strickland, who is there now, has done a much better job of talent evaluation and and really using the extra benefits, if you will, because there's not really it's not like football. It's not it's not a dirty business or anything like that. Uh, yeah, thing, if you want to get paid, you just go get drafted in the thirtieth yeah. round of the draft. Well, if you want to get paid, the Braves will take you. I mean, <laughs> that's just how it is. Um, or somebody will. Um, but that's the other part of it. Georgia was also getting, yeah, we got this top draft, you know, we got this top guy, top recruit in the state of Georgia. Well, he just got drafted, so he's not coming. Um, and it sort of happened to Auburn the um, a few seasons ago when uh, uh, guy by the name of Hen- last name Henderson got drafted by the Orioles. You have to watch the draft just to see who you're actually going to get. Uh, being able to get a guy like um, uh, the guy that I just mentioned, um, uh, Joseph Gonzalez, uh, who is an Under Armour All-American. You can get a high school All-American to come to school for you and not have the major leagues coach him. That's a huge get. Um, so yeah, I don't even understand how that, that, that was possible. Don't either. Uh, other, the only thing that I can think of, uh, because I, and I just need to do more research on it, uh, because I completely, in the year, um, that was, I've completely forgot that he saw that he, actually yeah. Died. <laughs> yeah. and I think that that's part of it because the major league draft was only five rounds. Yeah, um, that so that, helps. that might be my answer right there. Left a lot of high school guys just sitting there with nowhere else to go. Because when you're when you have forty rounds, you can take a high schooler and have them <laughs> yeah. bomb out. Yeah, but you saw a lot more college players getting drafted because they knew what they were getting. They had yeah. video that they were being treated right. Yeah, because high school didn't even get to play last year, so you didn't no. have a lot of senior tape on on guys. So, no, absolutely right. Wow, absolutely right. That's uh, that's pretty uh, that's pretty crazy that the pandemic can have an effect like that on, on talent. Uh, not just guys sticking around, but guys that may have gone to college simply because that was the only option available to them this year. Absolutely. So you've got a bunch of guys that are now signed up for three years. Um, you know, you do three years of three years of service in college, <laughs> college baseball. Um, which is why I'm interested to see what Auburn decides to do with Gonzalez and with some of these other, because it was a pretty good recruiting class. It was a top 25 class that, uh, that, uh, uh, that Butch pulled in. Um, so, I mean, as he keeps going, he's just building and keeps putting one brick on top of the other and doing it the right way and making sure that these guys can, you know, it's quality over quantity uh, for Coach Thompson and the staff. Yeah, that's excellent. So, one more thing: there's there's going to be a little bit of a new look to Plains and Park this year, right? And there a new uh, new structure out in right field. Yeah, have they finished that now? The, it is all but finished. Actually, we had a, uh, a I'm in a group, and we had a, a Zoom call with Coach Thompson, who is uh, from the uh, the new player development uh, <laughs> nice. building. Uh, he wanted to show it off a little bit, which by all means, coach. Um, but uh, 
it's all but done. They're still doing a little bit of things here and there. They're actually going to open up a restaurant, I believe, or some type of eatery above on that top level uh, wow. for fans to uh, – I'm not sure if they're going to sell tickets out there or if you're in the ballpark, you can go out there. I would think that you would sell tickets out there for, you know, a little little bit of a penny or two, a couple of shillings extra. Um <laughs> But and basically kind of build it like a chop house uh, for all the Braves fans out there. Uh, a right field chop house. Um, I hope that they make it like the new K corner um, and, and have have all the old uh, the old uh, uh, crawling folks that are out there uh, <laughs> that uh, that are good fo- good people, good friends. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, no, the player development building, I believe it has five different batting cages or batting cages setups uh, so that the guys can warm up, go in there whenever they want to. Um, I believe there's also a little film area where they can go in and check out how their swing looks, uh, check out what they're doing differently, what they can't, what they should do differently. To get the uh, barbershop in the recording studio? I, I don't know <laughs> Installed that might be later. That might be a, a <laughs> long, uh, the fun fetty uh, area for the um, for the ice cream as well. Uh, but uh, um, but yeah, it's it's something that's long been needed um, for the baseball program, um, and and it it does my heart good to see that they're uh, putting a little bit of money in as well as um, if you'll notice. If you get a chance to go in, or if you watch, um, I'm sure that uh, the guys at War Eagle Productions will make sure to get a couple of shots of it uh, along the monster um, wall just out uh, on the outside of the foul line uh, are marks to how many major leaguers Auburn has had, uh, how many NCAA appearances Auburn's had, super regional appearances. Um, they've redone the look of the wall. It actually says War Eagle on the wall now. Um, nice. Uh, the old murals, uh, the player murals have been removed. Uh, the jerseys are just now retired right there at the base of the wall, okay. uh, to the side of the wall. And then I believe right behind or right in front of the uh, player development area, it will have less of the years that Auburn has made it to Omaha, uh, which we still. I, I still feel like we need to have that moment for the 2019 team. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've still got, I've got my Jersey ready uh, with my, <laughs> with my patch, my 32 uh, had this ready for a couple of weeks now, but, um, but yeah, no, it's going to be a new look placement part for little tweaks, a facelift, if you will. Uh, but no, that player development area is huge, a huge um, recruiting tool. Um, I believe there's also a, um, speaking of recruiting tools, um, I believe there's also an alumni dugout or locker room uh, in there for players like Josh Donaldson, like Keegan Thompson, like Tanner Burns, Casey Mize, uh, for them to come back before spring training to work out with the team as they get ready for the season. That's cool. That's really so, cool. So yeah, uh, Josh Donaldson, I, know, I can't remember if I mentioned his name, but he has a locker. I know for sure um, that he can come back and work out whenever, whenever he wants to. And I think they get used to the building as well so that they can work out if they're 
just in town. Just hanging out in town. So does yeah. Huddy get a locker and an office? Or <laughs> I, Huddy gets whatever he whatever Huddy wants. Huddy gets. Uh, <laughs> my so uh, he he's still an un, unpaid coach, right? Is that is that he, the deal? So and this is this is he pays us actually. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, true. Yeah, he pays us. Um, this is something that when Steve Smith was the pitching coach before, uh, I can remember talking to him about this. Uh, and now he's over at Tennessee Tech, and I haven't had a chance to run out there and go see uh, Smitty. But um, he, there was a big push. So in college baseball, you can only have two paid college, two paid coaches. That's insane, too. Um, and so there was a big, big, big push by uh, Steve Smith and a couple of others to get that third position paid because mm-hmm. it's just all clear system. Um, and the uh, the uh, Big Ten, in their infinite wisdom, uh, was the deciding vote. Uh, Jim Delaney. Uh, was the deciding vote to knock that down because they didn't see a need for it. This, but yeah, this, we're all about the student athlete. That that all happened uh, between uh, the 2019 season and last year, right? Is is that right? Yes, that okay. that was before Delaney. That was actually his last act, at, a public act as athletic director, was to knock down the third paid assistant. An idiot. Uh, he's an absolute. <laughs> Goof! I, I cannot say anything. I can remember seeing. Uh, I remember just as he was walking by because uh, Auburn played Vanderbilt here in Nashville right after that, and uh, I was talking to Steve Smith just before uh, he went down to the dugout. I forgot to mention it to him, uh, but I just hollered out to him as he was walking away, and I would have voted yes. Uh, for the third coach, and he just turned around. Uh, uh, I wish you were voting. I wish, man. but but yeah. So so yes. Uh, Tim Hudson is still an unpaid assistant. Which don't get me wrong, he doesn't need the cash. Right. However, there are a lot of other coaches that do exactly spend a lot more time with the kids, getting them ready for life things, yep. leadership positions. But no, we just want them to be a volunteer assistant. So stupid. Oh, Very man. Awful. Glorified intern. Yeah. yeah. It's basically, and not a Bobby Petrino intern. So, <laughs> I'm like that. I mean, technically, there's nothing stopping them from doing that. There's nothing stopping them, except for maybe a motorcycle. <laughs> the ground. Ground. The ground. Uh, all right drew well thank you for coming on and previewing the baseball season with us um where all can people find you online uh you guys can find me uh i'm going to be writing a whole lot more coming up in about a week or so (laughs) um but uh people can find me on the tweeters at uh drew mac 28 u uh, you can also find me on Instagram. I never post, uh, so you'll just see pictures of my dog and my wife and me. <laughs> Isn't, I mean, Isn't dog pictures what Instagram's for? It's true. And that's what I. Every time I go on, I just uh, my my list is just filled up with this dog named Blue. I don't I don't know who's <laughs> I don't know. Part it's dog, a great part name. I don't, yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, that's that's all that's for. Drew, you're one of my favorite guests. Uh, all we got to do is just. 
pull the rip cord and, and let you go and you you really really get us ready for baseball season every year well, thank you very much and actually hold on I'll, I'll do this since it is for dogs there there's the dog oh, oh yeah what? oh no there she went <laughs> oh there she is stolen base <laughs> yeah there she goes oh there we go hey, dog. there we go <laughs> looks like a good dog she is she's a winner we'll keep her around for a little bit longer <laughs> Oh man! All right, but, but thank you guys. Happy to do this anytime, and uh, and yeah, uh, just let me know whenever you guys need me. I'm happy to happy to fill time when uh, Crow is. I mean, you have to have a Drew that just cannot stop. A Drew or a Josh, either way. Yeah, yeah. Way. <laughs> the podcast cannot go on without a Drew or a Josh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to commercial, and then we'll do a little bit of basketball when we get back. Fifty-one forty. All right, and we're back. Uh, hopefully, Jack edits out that whole little break there, but ah, who knows? Who knows? It's not like I, it's not like I ever go back and check. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, not a great week with basketball. Um, we we split it one and one. You know, you went on the went on the road and won at Vandy, which you take it when you get it, I guess. But yeah, you know, they're, they're pretty bad right now. We we should Only beat the- them. Second time under Bruce that we've yeah. won there. So second time in what, like twenty years? Yeah. So that gimmick of a gym. Yeah. And then uh then there was going back to Rupp. Yeah. Um I don't know, that game was ugly, it was bad, it was everything you didn't want. And then Auburn had a lead. Yeah. And then Auburn lost a lead. Well, then, Auburn had a lead for forever and then <laughs> didn't have a lead for right. forever. And then, and then definitely didn't have a lead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Went down 14 early in the second half. And then uh, I think at one point around then, down 12, down 14, something like that, texted everybody and said, oh, man, can't wait to lose by four. Because <laughs> it seems like every loss this year, I mean, they, they do not give up. They fight back. Uh, and credit to them. I mean, that's, that's good on Bruce. When you have a year where you're – you don't have postseason expectations. You've got a lot of young guys. You know, nobody's playing for their, their last game, senior year or anything. Right. It can be easy to kind of let this get away from you. Mm-hmm. And they haven't done that, to their credit. Um, still, a lot of things you want to see better. You know, maybe maybe don't blow double-digit leads every, every game. Um, but, yeah, that's where we're at. We are back at 500, 11-11 11 at this point. May not may not break 500 on the season. Um, yeah. It's only going to get tougher from here. But you know, I I, any thoughts on that week? I, I'm not. I don't know. It really going to rub and expecting to win is it, it, no matter what state Kentucky's in is uh, it's just not something anybody does. I don't think. Um, I I don't even think Duke goes. To, would go to Rupp and be like, yeah, we're, we're when this is not this know, Duke team. It was definitely not this Duke team. Uh, but the, the state Kentucky's in uh, the fact that we beat them already, you know, you had to feel pretty good and, and you did feel good at halftime. Um, we should have gone into halftime up 10. And, and I, I know that I said this in the slack during the game. Uh, we should have, we had a chance to go up 10 and I was sure that we were going to go in up two. But I think it ended up being what six. Yeah, thirty six thirty at the half. Because um, we just we just our wheels again fell off right at the end of the half, 
And uh, is that a young team thing? I mean, I I want to say it is just it like is. oh they're just losing focus going to the halftime, but I mean yeah, it, and they're just that. not they're just not closing games out like they should. I, yeah. I think is the the biggest deal there, um, and and not closing out halves. So that that's a young team thing where they they take their foot off the gas before they should. They they're not vigilant. Um, I, I I think Crow, who's not here, put it put it best um, in in the Slack again that. It's just these teams don't just roll over and die like they would in high school uh, if you're if you're beating up on them. Right. And and that's something these guys have to learn uh, and I think are learning the hard way um, that I think Bruce's biggest challenge is to make sure they're actually learning the lessons and not just getting down on themselves. Um, oh, one thing I would think we should take away from this this week was um the, the jt thor's game against kentucky dude yeah tonight amazing uh almost won the game for us basically uh, those then, kind of flashes from him are what get you drafted yeah because there is again as, as chris said he's we're missing our basketball guy here but still yeah you, you, nba drafts on potential yeah, you're not necessarily sure. going for the the guy that won the Naismith or anything like that. So right. when you see a 18 year old put up 24 and nine at Rupp, <laughs> yeah, five or six from three, you're like, you know, huh. by the way, he's six ten. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well that that's that's the thing we've kind of been waiting on him for because he did shoot the three a lot in high school and he just hasn't really shot that many threes um, at Auburn um, and ha- hasn't shot it well when he has. Yeah. Just like everybody on this team right now, it seems yeah. like they're streaky. Either they go three or four, four or five, or over four. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, and he he just it's the he got hot. He was feeling it too. And I, I may it'll be many years uh, until we actually win it up uh, that I will be mad about him not getting the ball um, on what was should have been our you know, final possession or whatever. Um, he was open. He was open. That's the thing. I, I don't know if they drew it up to go to him. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, only they'll know. I, I, I tend to think they drew it up for Sharif. Cause that's what we've been doing all game. Man, it, it didn't work reason. all game. I know and that, that was a, it was a very frustrating game to watch. Because I do not think that Sharif was just being a ball hog and and, and calling his own number all the yeah. time. I, I think that that's was the game plan, and I, and I don't know if it was Bruce just saying, "Hey, go show him what you can do." Um, he he wasn't getting fouls called. Is this how we get Sharif to come back next year? I I don't. Know. Was this, was I, this the uh, Jalen Williams plan of? Right. <laughs> don't let I, them look well, too good. It, as a see, freshman. It, it, you can, I can co- put the conspiracy hat on and say Bruce was trying that, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I don't know that Bruce, well, I don't feel like Bruce would ever intentionally put his, yeah. uh, one of his guys in a bad position. I, I, if he was putting him in that position, it would be go show him what you can do. Um, he wasn't getting to the line. Which, and that was the problem. Right. But to me, uh, okay, he may have been getting fouled a good bit, but he was also just going in there, throwing it up, and it was just getting thrown right back at him, like right. clean block. There was, so. 
at a certain point, you knew he was not going to get it up, right. and the only chance he had to score was to get fouled. Right. And he didn't get fouled at all. So yeah. Auburn, and I think Bruce pointed this out today, Auburn only, uh, on like going to the basket, only got fouled three times in that game. Now, see, that's Which, ridiculous. The, yeah, the, and I, it was a typical ru- uh, Kentucky shoots 30 free throws while you right. shoot six uh, at, at Rupp Arena. I mean, that's just the prototypical Rupp game. And it's annoying. You had to know it was going to happen. So you can't you can't play as badly as we did for long stretches of that game and, and expect to come away with a win. And I think that's the I think that's the lesson that these guys have to come away with from that. Yeah. How many field goal attempts do you think Sharif had in this game? And how many did he make? Um, I think he ended up with, what, 16 points? 14 points. 14 points. I'm going to say he shot 30 times. 6 of 23 with no free throws. That's not good. Yeah. And, at, and 15 at, at of least, those at the basket. It's not like he was putting up a lot of threes right. and not making them. Yeah, he knocked down a uh, couple. He was or, 2 of 8. But, yeah. You know. Well, you got to keep shooting them. Right. <laughs> uh of course, no one should have touched the ball for the last five minutes of the game other than JT Thor uh, and, or Sharif throwing it to him. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's not great. Uh, Can we give a of, little bit of uh, positive attention to Alan Flanagan, though? Because we feel like we've been a little hard on him the last couple of weeks because he has just... Yeah. Even though he hasn't looked that bad, like he's putting up good shots, he's getting to the rim, but like nothing has gone in for him. Right. And yeah. then uh, against Kentucky, it did. He had a good game. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it, at times it felt like he was having a bad game, but then you look. And, and like, he looked oh, up no. and he was, yeah. I mean, he shot Double 8 of 13 from the field, 23 points, five rebounds. Um, you know, he's still not super comfortable at the point in five turnovers, but I think he that's had not his did, fault. Didn't he have four assists or something, too? Uh, zero assists in this game. Oh, which, oh ouch. But he only played. He only played four minutes at point guard because Sharif played thirty six. So. Yeah, but that that's the other thing. No matter how bad Sharif is playing, we are awful without him in right. the game. <laughs> like just straight up unwatchable basketball without Sharif in the game. Yeah, it's like they turn the sliders up. Yeah, uh, Heisman when he's not in the game. I don't yeah. know how that happens, but yeah, it's it's pretty pretty not fun to watch. Um. So I and you know bad game. He still scored sixteen points and um, had you know wow. he didn't have double digit assists right. But uh, I believe he was fourteen and eight. Yeah, fourteen, so that, and, fourteen good. and eight with six rebounds. So, but you know you're, you're those numbers alone aren't so. Yeah, six turnovers too. Not ideal. But, yeah, yeah. But I said this last time they played Kentucky was that. This this game is going to be the tape that scouts look at. Sure, because Kentucky I, I think has right. the NBA length. Yeah, that everybody else in the league has. So you're not watching Vanderbilt tape, right? Like, why? <laughs> Speaking of Bambi, though, uh, Jamal Johnson had a great game. Yeah, another guy we've been kind of hard on. Uh, oh, he's been he's been not great, and he was <laughs> and he really won great game. in that game. Yeah, it went off. Uh, 19 points, three rebounds, five of eight from three. Um, that's all, that's, that's, uh, all you can ask for from Jamal. That's, that's why he keeps getting run out there. 
Because even if he only runs into those kind of games, you know, one, once every two weeks, if it wins you a game, you know. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's still worth it. Jalen Williams has still been pretty good. He, he struggled a little bit at Kentucky, I feel like. Um, yeah, didn't have a great scoring week. Uh, four points against Vandy, but 10 rebounds. Yeah. And then seven against Kentucky with just the four rebounds. And he played pretty good defensively against Kentucky, I thought. Um, yeah, he uh, for a team with as much size as Kentucky, he, right. he held his own in the paint. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting because as a smaller five, you'd figure Kentucky would be where he would struggle the most. Right. But he, he plays bigger than he is. Yeah, uh, I, I think that defensively he's not – I mean, he can defend that that five position. Um, he's not usually disadvantaged by his size. There, it's it's offensively. If you're sticking him down there in the paint, I just don't think that's his right. game. Um, I would rather play him at the one than the five because I think he's actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> he's your favorite. He's your backup. Oh player. yeah, he's my backup point guard. Um, because what are, are you going to ask Scotty Pippen Jr. to guard him? Yeah, right. <laughs> What's he going to do? <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I, it, it, it was the Kentucky game was frustrating, but you know it is what it is. We played at Rub. I, you I, wanted I, to beat them because they were five and thirteen, and if you're gonna win in Rub, that that has to be it, right? Yeah, well, you and you also kind of feel like, well, if we win here, then they're not gonna get to ten wins in the conference, and then that's just funny, right? <laughs> but now maybe they will. So. What happens first? Auburn wins in Rub or in Baton Rouge? Uh, Baton Rouge, we're going to win there this year. It's going to happen. I, I know. I know. Josh Black uh, doesn't believe that because he's, he's he's high on uh, he's high on LSU right now. But uh, I think he just had too much uh, good food down there last time yeah. he went. <laughs> yeah. Sense yeah. of quality is a little inflated by the food. <laughs> well, it's hard not to. It's a, it's a, it's a fun place. <laughs> All right, so next week, or I guess this week, um, Auburn's got Mississippi State in a game that should have been Tuesday slash today. Right. Um, but with the weather, it's getting pushed back to Thursday. Um, the, weird, the weird part about that is, is it's at 4 freaking p.m. I don't know. I know. What... I feel bad for anybody that had tickets to that game, and that was going to be like their one game of the year to go to. Yeah. Because, no. you know, well, I, I just can't know... now that it's during the workday. I know, like my my buddy Golson, he's not going to be able to watch it because he's going to be at work, and he'll work till about six o'clock, so he won't get to see the game at all. So, real bummer. I I really don't. I'd like to know what's up with them making it at that time. TV, because it'll be on SEC Network, and they uh, probably already had other games going on. Oh yeah, so they're just uh, replacing Feinbaum with that game, right? Yes, great. Uh, potentially, they may not replace Feinbaum. Who knows? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the plus side is that you know you won't miss the beginning of the game because of another game. You might miss <laughs> it because of a meeting at work, but yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh well, I had I have plans on Thursday, so I'm not mad that it's not like an eight o'clock game. But uh, trick is to uh, work at Eastern time, and then yeah. you're done right at tip. <laughs> there you go. I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, who we got yeah, on State, uh, That. This is definitely the most winnable game left on the schedule. Um, yeah. They're 78th in Ken Palm. Um, they've 
they've played well at points this year, but I don't know. Like they, they had one of the better games against Alabama when they were, when Alabama was, you know, blowing everybody out by 30. Mm-hmm. Um, but then kind of like Auburn, they just haven't gotten over the hump against some of these other teams. Their offense has struggled a lot. I mean, I see they, they scored 51 against Vanderbilt in the last game. Scored 45 against Arkansas, 53 against Tennessee, 46 against Ole Miss. I mean, um, yeah, Ken Palm has them as the 13th best offense in the conference. Oof. And a lot of that is turnovers. So this well, could be a really sloppy game if Auburn yeah. can't hold on the ball. <laughs> Wonderful. At, at least uh, at least that's good since we're not super great at defense. So, <laughs> The one thing they do well on offense oh, is no. shoot the three. Oh, no. no. Stop saying they're doing it well. So okay. it's, it's backwards, <laughs> we're going, right? We're going for the reverse. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sure. Should I tell you what they're bad at so that then they won't do those things? <sighs> Maybe there's a lot of bad, so I can I can kind of run through all of them. Okay. Oh, so wait. If you if you talk about all these, then they're going to do all of them and be and beat us. Is that is that how that's going to work, or is that uh, just with the three? I think it only works with the three, right? Okay, I'll I'll be quiet then. Okay. All right. They're really good at not letting you get to the line. They're first in the SEC at free throw attempts per field goal attempt allowed. Well, we'll we'll test that with Sharif. I'm sure they'll test it. How it goes, no idea. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm hoping it. Sharif at this point hasn't like almost been blackballed by the refs of like, oh, oh we yeah. know he's going to drive and he's probably yeah, not going to. They're go. just not going to give it to him. Right. No, I, I don't think that's the case. I, I really just think it was, we were in Rupp and that's how things are done in Rupp. Yeah. Uh, first well, time that, will be the last. After that, Auburn has LSU. Um, that's on Saturday at what time is that game at? Four o'clock, three o'clock. Sorry, three o'clock Central. Um, Auburn not projected to win this game on Ken Palm though. LSU has. Really good offense, no defense. Um, nah, I don't know. It's They've had some wild games this year, if I remember correctly. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, they definitely have. Yeah, they, they've put up, let's see. Yeah, I don't know. They, they put up a lot of high scores, not always with a win. You know, another one of those teams that gave up 105 to Alabama. But they also gave up 82 to Kentucky. We saw that Kentucky team yeah, twice. How, did, how does that happen? I don't know how you let them get 82. We even could score a million on points us. on these people. They scored 82 on us. But <laughs> uh, we, don't, we don't play defense, so that's how that happened. But neither do they, apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's great news for us, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, the last time we saw LSU was... Um, them absolutely melting down in Auburn Arena last year. Mm, yes, um, indeed. That was was that the last win at Auburn last year? Uh, it sounds right because we Close lost the last the game. Um, Let's see, and there goes the dog. Uh, no, that was at the beginning of February. Let's see. Yeah, Auburn. Auburn had the Tennessee and Ole Miss games, and the Bama game after that at home. 
No, yeah, that was uh, Devin Cambridge just playing out of his mind. I think that was what, like seven of eight from three of something, something like oh, that. Oh yes, it was that one. Uh, absolutely, nuts. Devin Cambridge seven of ten, twenty-one points, and then Javon McCormick icing the game at the end. Yep. Man, I miss him this year. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Uh, oh, man, I just uh, what what could have been if we had any one of the guys from last year's team on this, this team, like give me Samir, give me Javon. Uh, any of those guys would have been great. Uh, give me Austin. <laughs> I'll, I'll take so that Jalen can play more point guard. Yes, exactly. Um, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to run a lot of their offense through Trenton Watford. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see how that goes. I think um, I don't know. I think him versus Thor could be a pretty good matchup. To keep an eye on for that game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Baseball, basketball, football? No, I, I'm ready for no soccer for, this week. Uh, well, Everton had a real, real stinker yesterday and sort of ruined the weekend. But uh, it's all right. Uh, they play Man City and then tomorrow or sometime soon, and then uh, and then they play Liverpool next weekend. So good times, good times ahead for for old Everton. Uh, I th- is there women's like soccer summer or uh, spring league happening? Softball started, right? Softball started, yeah. Oh, that I did want to mention that as well. Uh, softball started. And we had a freshman in her first game throw a no hitter against nice. uh, Old Simo, Southeast Missouri. Right. Make sure I get her name. Um, but yeah, that's that was impressive. Yeah, that's the kind of news um, I can use. I hate that I can't go to those games though. I, we had, I mean, nasty rainy weather last weekend, but yeah, that's always one of the highlights coming out of the winter into spring. Is like, oh, I can just go sit at a you know, baseball game or softball game yeah, and just kind of, exactly. you know, take in some decent weather. And uh, Have they said if they're going to have the parking deck open? For I baseball? believe they said it's going to be closed. <sighs> yeah. Maddie Pinta do the no-hitter. Uh, All right, Maddie. Well, here's the many more of those. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and I, I'm excited to when I can get back out and watch some spring sports too. Cause um, it's one the same. I got to one, I, I, I was lucky enough to get to one baseball game at the deck uh, before everything went bad last year. And then here we are. So glad when we can get back, not just sports, but, but sports is sports are sim- emblematic of everything else we miss. I think. Uh, and yeah. Just, I mean, it's just being together with people and yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Hanging out, not worrying about stupid COVID. Yeah, I'm coming over to your place to record the podcast uh, when uh, at some point. I mean, I guess I still could now. Works for me. <laughs> Dude, all I do is stay at home. I don't, I don't have to go into work anymore. So. Yeah, I'm here all the time, but I got the kids here. So <laughs> if I can slip out, that'd be great. And this has been Chief and Ryan chat about hanging out. <laughs> We're just beat up planning our next couple weeks. Yeah, exactly. Well, you guys have a good week too. 
uh, a War Eagle week, as Crow would say. <laughs> All right. Thor Eagle. I hope all that recorded. It's still recording and it's not stopping, so I'm just going to hang up and uh, I'll upload it. I think it's the only way to stop recording now. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, all right. See ya. See ya.